When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. And always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We're going to have it for the third time in a playoff situation. When it comes to Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, is this the best rivalry right now in the NFL? We'll give you what we have to say. We can't wait to hear what you have to say on the Freddie and Harry call-in line at 888-ESPN, 888 about to meet for the third time in the playoffs, but for the first time in Buffalo involving these two. The coach, Sean McDermott of Buffalo Bills, he loves the fact that there is a ride between these two, but it's based on this word that makes everything seem right. I think it's built on respect. I don't really know Josh's and, and Patrick's relationship, but it seems like they certainly respect each other uh, off the field, and then it seems like they res- have a great amount of respect for each other on the field as well. And I think that's great for the fans. It's great for those two as individual players as well. And they're at the tops of their profession overall. Again, I think it's just as a, it's a credit to, to certainly them, as I mentioned, but also to where we've gotten to as an organization and a team. Each time they played each other, it seems that something compelling always happens, either involving them or not involving them or being in the middle of it. So you got these two about to meet for the third time in the playoffs, Harry Douglas. Is Mahomes versus Allen the best rivalry right now in the NFL? Nope. But let me t- let me touch on both of these guys okay. really quick, though, Freddie. Right. Before I tell you why I, I feel like You're going to tell me why not... you're wrong after you touch on it? All right, have I'm at tell it. tell you why I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I, I do think it's a beautiful thing to be able to have two players of this caliber understand uh, the the heights of this matchup when they play against one another. And I think they respect each other enough to, to know that when you're going against the, the opposing one, you, you have to limit your mistakes. You have to be that darn good. And you have to be able to put your team in a situation to mm-hmm. be successful. The room for error is very, very minim- minimum. So I, I just wanted to say that first. Okay. And I think those two guys appreciate that from one another. Now, here's why I don't believe Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen is the number one rivalry amongst quarterbacks right now. I think that is Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Because when I look at Joe Burrow being 3-1 thir- and one overall – Versus Mahomes, but in the playoffs, I've seen Joe Burrow and company beat Patrick Mahomes in Arrowhead in Kansas City, Missouri, um, and also have a Super Bowl appearance. I have not seen that in the playoffs from Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Now, they've beaten them in the regular season, but you know Josh Allen is 0-2 versus Mahomes in the playoffs. And if there's any year, in my opinion, that you know the Buffalo Bills can probably get this done, it's this season because we don't see – the offense of the Kansas City Chiefs like we've seen in the years prior. Like, I think there, there's a there's a drop-off there, in my opinion. Okay. Um, so if, if they're going to get this done, this is the best time to be able to do it. Also, I think if Josh Allen and company, if they're able to beat the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, it takes, it takes his name to a new height. 
because you've been able to do it in, in, in the playoffs. Also, you got them at home, so that's another advantage for you. But I honestly believe like it's, it's Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes, and those guys have had some phenomenal matchups. We talk about the phenomenal matchups between Josh Allen and Mahomes, but Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes, they've had some – some some intact matchups that that you know keep your eyes wide open and glued to the TV and wondering what's going to happen next. I hear you. I'm still siding with Allen versus Mahomes because I'm not going to say that you're wrong about the whole Burrow versus Mahomes aspect because we've seen those guys have compelling games, especially the last two times they faced each other in the playoffs. Burrow's team down 24 to nothing. They come all the way back. They stun Kansas City in Kansas City. They win the AFC Championship game, and they were holding penalty away from winning the Super Bowl against the Los Angeles Rams. On the other side, we saw Buffalo was able to do last year because, I mean, Kansas City was able to do last year because people said, oh, man, Patrick Holmes on a bum leg. Joe Burrow, the hot football team. No Tyreek no Hill. No Tyreek Hill. They're not going to beat that team, and they found a way to get it done and win that Super Bowl against the Philadelphia Eagles and tell the naysayers, yeah. So there, as far as that goes. So those two things have been – Part of the deal involving lately with Joe Burrow, I'm glad you like that, with Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals against the Kansas City Chiefs. But it seems that when those two get together, meaning Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, something always, always happens that has everybody having a conversation. It doesn't matter if you're a Mahomes fan, Josh Allen fan, casual fan, casual Joe Josephine fan. Always something happens when you say this, so I can't believe that went on. I can't believe this. There's always something going on with that. And I think because you have those two principles, who always seem to be in the middle of that compelling football that we've seen inside and outside the regular season, inside and outside the postseason. That's why I think those two right now, that's the best rivalry in the National Football League. And it has, been a, it has been a lot of drama when these two teams have been able to face off. You know, this year we've seen Patrick Mahomes get out of character, right? Absolutely. We've seen Kadarius Tony not be able to line up on sides. You know, in years prior we, we've seen – you know, 13 seconds be enough for Mahomes to be able to go down and get a field goal and then win it in overtime. So you, I, I agree with you that there have been some moments. Yeah. But in order for it to be a rivalry, in my opinion, okay, Josh Allen can have goose eggs in the win column. Absolutely. Well, Joe Burrow that's true. That, that well, has a major victory. Yeah, he he does have in one the in the playoffs. Column. Yeah, over Josh Allen, but Josh Allen does have those wins in the regular season. The last couple of years in Kansas City. For the Buffalo Bills, but something that you touched on that really triggered in my head when it comes to Buffalo playing Kansas City this weekend. If not now, when? If not them, who? You finally get that team in your building. You finally get that team having to come to you. You don't have to go to them. They have to deal with your fan base. This That's as rabid of a fan base of any fan base in the National Football League. They have been waiting for this moment for a long, long time. Now that they finally get it in your building, if you can't beat Kansas City with the struggles we've seen from Kansas City, despite the fact they won their division because they win the division every year in the AFC West, if you can't find a way to beat that team, even with all the injuries you have on that side of the football and the defensive side of the football, if not now, win Buffalo. If not you, then who? And I'll say this really quick, and I think the difference between this Buffalo Bills team in 2023 versus years prior is a guy named Joe Brady. Being able to figure out how to help Josh Allen so he doesn't have to be Superman go-getter at all times, 24-7. Incorporating James Cook within the the, the pass offense. Had a, a solid touchdown um, in, in, in the matchup uh, during the regular season that James Cook caught down the seam, the run game is valuable now. That That's something I, I thought Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow had 
over Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills Absolutely. In, in years prior is that when they needed to run the football, they were able to. That hasn't always been the case for Buffalo. That's the case this year for Buffalo. So I think Joe Brady being the offensive coordinator and, you know, making sure the the football is diverse and, and, and going to multiple people, mm-hmm. I think that can benefit the Buffalo Bills moving forward. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together and Freddie and Harry. It's time for you to be a part of Freddie and Harry Nation, part of the call-in line at triple eight say ESPN, 888-729-3776. I believe Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen is the best rival in the NFL. Harry Douglas is like, not so fast like Lee Corso. It is Patrick Mahomes versus Joe Burrow. That is the best rivalry in the NFL right now. What say you at 888-729-3776? Jason in Syracuse, my friend, where do you stand and why? Hey, guys. First time caller. Love your show. Thank you, brother. Appreciate um, it. I agree with uh, um, Freddie. Uh, one reason is uh, Joe Burrow might not even think it's a rivalry since he's 3-1 and one versus Mahomes. So the same argument goes for, um, you know, uh, for not thinking Kansas City or, or uh, Mahomes is a rival against uh, Allen because he's beaten them in the playoffs. And uh, two, Joe Burrow is uh, prone to injuries, so he might have a shorter career than Andrew Luck. So who knows if they're going to even play each other enough times to make it a rival- rivalry. And then um, finally, um, uh, uh, you know, the significance part of it is, you know, Bills haven't beaten – um, Allen hasn't beaten Mahomes in the playoffs. However, you know that could change this year, especially with a significant um, regular season game uh, th- this past uh, this season. Um, so making it a home game. So you know after the Bills beat uh, the Chiefs in the playoffs this year, then there can't, there can't be uh, no argument that it's a rivalry going forward. Jason Syracuse said it with his chest after the Bills beat Kansas City Ooh. this year in the playoffs. Jason feeling awfully confident about that happening for Buffalo. So let me say this to his comment about Joe Burrow probably not thinking it's a rivalry because he's 3-1 and one versus Patrick Mahomes. That doesn't matter because Patrick Mahomes is the top dog. He's the gold Pat- standard. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes has two Super Bowl wins. Patrick Mahomes has two MVPs mm-hmm. um, as well, right? Yep. So mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes understand that there's one quarterback out there that doesn't care that you're Patrick Mahomes when you're standing across on that sideline, and that's Joe Burrow because he's 3-1 and one against him. So if, if anything, Patrick Mahomes understands that, man, when you playing Joe Burrow, right. like his father say, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, <laughs> it's on and popping. <laughs> How's he saying again? Joe Burrow. He said he said last year after they won a championship, we smoking on that Joe Burrow. <laughs> That's what he said. I remember. I forgot. We smoking on that Joe Burrow. I had completely forgotten about that. And guys are motivated like Joe Burrow. You know Josh Allen has all the motivation in the world, especially when his team has fallen short against the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs. But at least he's experienced a victory in the regular season. He's got two of those in Kansas City versus Patrick Mahomes. But to your point, nothing but elevate his name even more. You finally take down the gold standard for quarterbacks, especially when for the first time in more than a minute, that's a very vulnerable Kansas City offense, even though the Bills are equally, if not more vulnerable on defense with all the injury they've suffered so far in the regular season and a couple of times in the playoffs. John Q in Kansas City, what do you got to say? We believe, at least I believe, Mahomes versus Allen is the best rival in the NFL. Harry believes it's Burrow versus Mahomes. John Q in Kansas City, what say you? All right, how's South Freddy? And that way bad, Harry, I'm going to tell it to you like this. I'm going to say it to you like this. 
the Bills ain't won nothing. Okay. Now, if they had if they had a one, when you send somebody home and you make that you make them mad, that's when you got a rivalry. They done nothing to make us mad in Kansas City. Cincinnati, on the other hand, has. You know, they called us Barrowhead because they beat us. They sent us home one year. They was playing in the in the in the in the for the ring, and we wasn't. That's more of a rivalry. But then again, Cincinnati better watch out because they in that north. They got to watch out for Baltimore. Lamar Jackson was healthy this year. Mm-hmm. He wasn't healthy last year. He mm-hmm. wasn't healthy the year before or the mm-hmm. year before that. Mm-hmm. And Cincinnati was making noise. Well, when, Ma- when Lamar Jackson get healthy, and if he stay healthy, I don't think Cincinnati going to be able to get out the north. Oh, okay. well, here, I, I, I got to stop John Q. Yeah, but he's uh, by, that fire, though. Yes, he was. By the way, I love the movie. Uh, I don't know if you oh, were yeah, a part of that, yeah, but yeah. I love the movie John Q. Well done. Spot you on know, by you. Shout out to Denzel, my favorite of all time. Favorite. You going to be okay? Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Now, let me say this. What we also have to understand, it's about getting into the dance because you have a chance. That year that Joe Burrow went to the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. I believe they were a wild card team. Yes, they were. They had not won the division. So if you get into the dance, you have a chance. More people will be scared, in my opinion, that Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals are a wild card team versus winning that division. Because we've seen with our own eyes a quarterback get sacked nine times in one game and go on on a quest mm-hmm. to make it to the Super Bowl. And on that quest, you go into Arrowhead Stadium and you beat the standard of all standards, which is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, look at that run they had because that year they did win the AFC North, had to survive the Las Vegas Raiders. You oh, that's right. They yeah, did win it that right. year. They had to yep. survive their quarterback being a pinata, being sacked nine times and hit 12 other times to beat the Tennessee Titans. Then down 24 nothing to Kansas City. And they come all the way back and win that ball game in overtime on a late field goal. So the moment does not overwhelm Joe Burrow. To no. me, the moment does not overwhelm Josh Allen. It also has never overwhelmed Patrick Mahomes ever since he really got started in the National Football League. But there's another guy out there that's going to have his moment. And he's hoping to have his moment. And that's Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens. Even his head coach, John Harbaugh, was on the Adam Schefter podcast. And he says, here's the one thing that you really need to understand about the guy that I am privileged and blessed to coach each and every week when it comes to Lamar Jackson. Lamar's always been my guy, you know, and our guy. We we believed in him from the beginning. We're, we're the one team that believed in him in the draft. We built our offense around him. We built our whole team around him. We said we are going to go in a direction that nobody's ever gone before, football-wise. We, yeah. we called it a revolution. We said it was going to be a revolution, football-wise, and it has been. People are running offenses now and plays now that they, had, they hadn't run before that. They hadn't even thought about running before that. They see things differently. I mean, people see football differently, Adam, than they did in terms of my perception of what a quarterback plays like, acts like, looks like, whatever it might be. This is what I think a quarterback is defined. Now Lamar has moved it. He, he, he can completely move it even further when it comes to those goal pulls. As a number one seed once again. The last time he was a number one seed, he was the MVP of the league. Those two things are matching up again. But this is the best football team that Lamar Jackson has had. And I love the fact that we got these four horsemen. Yeah. Part of the final four in the AFC. Where you got the the guys you know. Patrick Mahomes, two-time MVP. Josh Allen has MVP capability. Lamar Jackson, about to be a two-time MVP. And now I got this C.J. Stroud young squire from the Houston Texans. People thought he was going to be good. Nobody saw it this early. And now he has a chance where people look at him and say, man, I know you're going to play Baltimore, but, man, you're really good. You might give your team a chance 
even going up against a guy like Lamar Jackson with that offense, with that defense, and playing at home. It's a pretty cool four-horseman effect that we have with those quarterbacks for the right to go to AFC Championship game involving Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and C.J. Stroud. Can I, can I just say this, though, Freddie, because the future of the National Football League from a quarterback perspective is is in great hands. No doubt. Now, I'm going to throw another guy into this equation, and he was hurt this year, so he didn't really play. Don't mess around and let Anthony Richardson get off because he has a head coach that knows how to coach and knows how to get the best out of his quarterbacks and his players mm. and Shane Steichen. You look at a guy in Green Bay right now named Jordan Love, mm. who is a first-year starter. Jordan's not going anywhere. No, he's not. You look at Brock Purdy with the San Francisco 49ers, who, who stunned and shocked a lot of people from the moment he started starting last year up until this point, even though Devin came. <laughs> Even though DK still have questions about Brock Purdy, don't let him shell shock you, DK. Don't let him shell shock you. Speaking I need to see more. You know that. But I, what I wanted to say is <laughs> we're having a lot of conversation about quarterbacks. Mm, right. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but they're all in the AFC. Yeah. Is there, are there NFC quarterback rivalries? Well, Dak Hurts? Like, what is it? Not really. Well, Dak Hurts has just gotten started, and so far that's kind of a wash involving. That's more of like a generational rivalry between the Eagles and also the Dallas Cowboys, but to your point, there really isn't that in the NFC. Oh, it's coming. Yeah. Oh, it's coming. In, in the NFC? We got some young phenoms coming out in the draft this year. Now, okay. I understand they, they're going to have to uh-huh. – listen, when you get to the National Football League, it's a, di- it's a different brand, it's uh-huh. a different breed. I'm glad you pointed that out. But I just, I just love this quarterback draft class that's coming up in the 2024 NFL draft, and I'm interested to see how these young guys are going to pan out how they handle the National Football League, how they handle a 17-game season. Mm-hmm. And if any of those guys are able to reach the playoffs with their respectable teams, right. how they're going to fare off in the moments. I, I, yeah. I can't wait to see it. Well, Shannon Penn, our producer, even said it, potentially we could have, depending on what happens on, on Saturday, Brock Purdy and Jordan Love. you got two quarterbacks below yep. the age of 25-26. We saw Jordan Love has been able to do, Despite the questions from the Devin Kane household, we've seen what Brock Purdy's been able to do two seasons so far in the National Football League. If they have a lights-out performance against each other, no matter the outcome, maybe, just maybe, that could be something that we can see in the NFC that is prevalent all over the place in the AFC. Man, what Brock Purdy did to you, Dev? Did he he, didn't took, he didn't took one of your old ladies back in the day, I, I, man. What may, Brock did may, to maybe you, Maybe he took man. a bowl of Cheerios and dumped it over his head. And it took something. Dev old lady, uh, Dev. Something. Come on, Dev. You got to let that go. I'm watching the game with my own two eyes. Dev, you got to let that go, man. That means she was for the streets, man. You got to let her go. <laughs> wow, really? That's what we're doing? <laughs> that, that's that's the avenue we decided to take don't in rebuttal that. to Devin Kane? She don't want to be saved. You got to let her go, Dev. Wow, wow. You know what I almost did when you Brock said per- that? Brock Purdy didn't mean it. You know what I almost did when you said that? Yeah, wow. <laughs> now we're at Petty Boulevard, and I don't give a you-know-what avenue between these two. Robert in Virginia, my friend, what do you got to say about the rivalry? I think the best rivalry in the NFL right now is Mahomes versus Allen. Harry thinks it's Mahomes versus Burrow. Robert, what do you have to say at 888-729-3776? Well, Freddie, I'm going to agree with you this year. If, if, uh, if, if uh, Lamar Jackson gets a taste of a Super Bowl, they may be going through Baltimore for the next couple of years to get to the Super Bowl. That, that's the way I see that. I completely agree with you. But it all depends on what he does in this playoff t- situation. Because Lamar only has one playoff win in his NFL career. He has a chance to kind of flip that script. Being a number one seeded 
number one seeded player on a number one seeded team. He has the best offense, and those guys on defense are just tremendous. What they able to do for the Baltimore Ravens, and they got that bye week to get their minds right, get their souls right, get their spirits right, get their body right. But when you got the Houston Texans playing with house money, there's absolutely no pressure on them. They played like they didn't have any pressure on them last week. They're going to bring that and carry that over. How do the Ravens handle that? How do the Texans handle that? That's going to depend on Lamar Jackson. If he goes out there and he plays like Lamar, Lamar Jackson, I've seen all in the regular season, the Texans have no chance of stopping him. But if they have a little bit of a slow start and all that pressure, Harry, on the Baltimore Ravens, and you got a C.J. Stroud, he can throw that thing all over the park, what he's been able to do so far this year and what we saw last week versus Cleveland. The last thing you want if you're Lamar Jackson is to have that guy and that team have confidence against your team in your own building. Harry's gone now. He's completely, completely gone now because he's being so immature. Speaking of pressure on people, Lewis Riddick, when he was on the show yesterday on Freddie and Harry, ESPN NFL analyst, he also played in the NFL as well and has been an administrator. He says there's no doubt. You can talk about pressure on Josh Allen and, and Patrick Mahomes. Nobody has that more than Lamar Jackson because. If Buffalo doesn't make it, everyone's going to point to and find a way to say it wasn't Josh Allen's fault. That's just the way it goes. And that's just calling it the way it is. Because Lamar is like, it's, it's funny. People kind of like sit in the weeds and wait for something to go bad with, with Baltimore and go, see, Lamar can't do this. Lamar can't do that. Lamar can't do this. Right. We've heard people run to Josh Allen's defense about everything. And look, Josh is fantastic. I love the guy. Love him. But every time something goes wrong with Josh, it's like, well, but it was the end of the half. Well, but it was fourth down. It was a long punt. Well, but maybe the wide receiver ran the wrong route. Well, you know what? It was Ken Dorsey's fault. Now, well, Joe Brady shouldn't have called a pass. Well, you know, it's always something. <laughs> and that's why I say with Lamar, he understands. He can win all the MVPs in the world. Nothing's going to get him the respect that he deserves other than a Super Bowl. I also think Lamar Jackson being able to win a Super Bowl this year, when you look at how uh, all the grief that he got – for not having an agent and having his mother represent him. I'll raise my hand on that being one. Being able to do it his way and being unapologetic about it, that's something to be said for. While being a young black man, come on, man. If you're Lamar Jackson, you understand the landscape and you helped to create that landscape, but I don't think he's going to shrink from the moment. The question is how much of that moment can be starting on Saturday when they take on the Houston Texans as the number one seed in the AFC. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. So get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All that protection for you in one place. So bundle and save at Progressive.com. 45 minutes ago, we had the biggest question facing the four remaining teams in the AFC. Equal opportunity. The NFC gets their turn next involving San Francisco, Detroit, Tampa Bay and Green Bay. Keep it here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. <coughs> Excuse me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not walk. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. You put us together, you get Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80 and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. No matter where you are on Saturday and Sunday, if you got a honeydew list, get it out of the way so you don't have anybody, anything getting in the way watching four games. Two on Saturday, 4.30 Eastern time on ESPN, ABC, and ESPN+. Plus. Houston Texans at the Baltimore Ravens. 8.15 on Fox later that night, the Green Bay Packers at the San Francisco 49ers. On Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern time on NBC, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Detroit Lions. Then at 6.30 Eastern time on CBS later that night, the Kansas City Chiefs take on the Buffalo Bills. 45 minutes ago, we gave you the biggest question remaining the four AFC playoff teams. So the NFC, they get their turn, and we start with... The Detroit Lions. Everybody's still on that high, Harry, from what they were able to do against the Los Angeles Rams part of the Super Wild Card weekend. So what's the biggest question facing this team about to play Tampa Bay? I think for me, it's the pass defense. It was the pass defense coming into the playoffs, and we see Matthew Stafford had a, have a ton of success in some of the big plays that that defense gave up versus the Rams. Well, you got a guy in Mike Evans who's... Eclipse a thousand yards in each of the ten seasons he's been in the National Football League. Chris Godwin, um, if Otten, the tight end for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, can hold on to the football, he'll be another weapon that they they need to be concerned with. So, how are you going to defend this pass game in which that's the strong suit for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah. offense because they don't run the football effectively? My biggest question regarding the Detroit Lions is how can they return to planet Earth after what they did over the weekend? They have been waiting 30-plus years to see that in Detroit. And then the Detroit Lions delivered being the Los Angeles Rams. Men openly weeping in the stands, thinking they would never see a playoff game in Detroit or see a playoff win in Detroit. And all that team, including Jared Goff beating his former team, feeling that emotion. Now you got to ratchet that emotion up again in another one-and-done situation when a lot of people did not think you are going to have another home playoff game because nobody thought the Dallas Cowboys would lose the Green Bay Packers. So now you get that. How do you make sure you return to planet Earth and get everything ratcheted up again, having another home playoff game in front of a city that had been starving for it, and boy, were they fed by the Detroit Lions beating the Los Angeles Rams like that over the weekend. The Green Bay Packers. Biggest question facing that team playing the San Francisco 49ers, Harry, is what? Defending the playmakers of the 49ers. When you look at a guy in Christian McCaffrey – 
who was phenomenal not just rushing the football this season, but also being a wide receiver out of the backfield. You look at Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Kyle Juszczyk. The list goes on and on and on again. And we even seen against the Philadelphia Eagles, Jawan Jennings get off as a third wide receiver. So there are uh, multiple of weapons that you have to defend. If you're the Green Bay Packers and you have to make sure they, 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 they don't become game breakers on a continuous level. So th- that's it for me. My biggest question with the Green Bay Packers, can they run the football to help their quarterback? Mm, because San important. Francisco, with those bloodthirsty pirates, especially on the defensive line, they are designed to keep you from running the football on them. It is almost impossible when they get it going to stop your running game to keep them from getting after your quarterback and getting what I like to call the Rockets offense from Raiders in Music Hall. One, two, three, kick. One, two, three, kick. One, two, three, kick. If you're not able to run the football successfully and effectively against those bloodthirsty pirates on defense of San Francisco, then the Green Bay Packers are going to be like the Rockets of Radio City Music Hall. One, two, three, kick. One, two, three, kick. And they're going to get themselves kicked out of the playoffs when it's all said and done. The San Francisco 49ers. Number one seed in the NFC about to play the Green Bay Packers. What is their biggest question? Allowing the Green Bay Packers to hang around in this ballgame and allowing them to have confidence over and over and over again. See, the longer you allow teams like Green Bay, who is a young you know, football team, the longer you allow them to hang around, the more confidence they get as the game goes on. You have to be dominant from start to finish, and don't play with your food, in my opinion. The biggest question for me regarding the San Francisco 49ers, their quarterback, Brock Purdy. And it's not because I don't think he can play well. It's that we haven't seen it yet. Last year against the Dallas Cowboys, he didn't have the best of games. He made one throw to George Kittle, bailed him out. The next week, he got knocked out against the Philadelphia Eagles, losing that championship game. So to me, what Brock Purdy are we going to see? Because we really haven't seen it yet. A year older, a year wiser, a year better, no doubt about that. But still, you got to be able to play well. If you're not able to play well, that puts a lot more stress on other people not at the quarterback position. He has to be a stress reliever, not a stress at honor. And that's what I want to see because we still have not seen that yet from Brock Purdy when it comes to a playoff game. And playing well. Man, it's funny because DK Devin Kane is back there dancing he and was excited dancing. that you said that. He really was. And this is the same Devin that told me that his quarterback, his quarterback, Daniel Jones, was going to have a phenomenal year. Yeah. And Daniel Jones, who, who they call Danny Dimes, mm-hmm. but yeah. now he's the big apple turnover to me. He just he couldn't do it. <laughs> but maybe next year, maybe in 2024, Freddie, proceed. I will proceed. <laughs> wow. Really, Devin? <laughs> Savage. <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What's the biggest question about this team that nobody saw not only winning their division, the NFC South, but actually winning a playoff game and getting to the NFC semifinals? I'm going to go with defending the balance of tech of the Detroit Lions. And in that first yep. matchup that these two teams played early in the year, you know, Jameer Gibbs didn't play in that football game. David Montgomery uh, got banged up, had a rib injury. He had to leave, uh, ex- exit that ball game early. So the run game was a non-factor, and Jared Goff was able to get that win with his arm. Mm-hmm. It's a different ball game this time around. You got that two-headed monster in the backfield. Are you going to be able to contain the run and that balance attack? Because we know what the Detroit Lions look like offensively when they get that run game going and how the pass game goes off of it. My biggest question, I'm going to use the running game on the opposite side. How much can that running game help Baker Mayfield? 
because the Rams were able to run the ball really effectively after a slow start. All of a sudden, you saw Kyron Williams breaking through a little bit, turning two and three yard gains into five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten yard gains. And what did that mean? That means they bring an extra guy down. That means it was one on one coverage in the outside. And Matthew Stafford was dialing it up in the second court, second half until they got stopped inside the red zone. If they're able to have their young guys at running back have those effective runs. They don't have to be big game breakers, but just enough to keep the sticks moving. Just enough to keep that offense out, that defense out there. And also just enough to get one-on-one outside. And they got playmakers out there and Michael Evans and Chris Godwin, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If that run game can work for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, then Baker Mayfield's going to be awful comfy dropping back and not to worry about Aiden Hutchinson and all those guys coming out that corner 150 miles an hour from the outside. When it comes to the Detroit Lions. Hey, my guy for the Lions, corner Cam Sutton. You know, he went to my high school, Jonesboro High School on the south side of Atlanta. I, I got to shoot him a text, man. Hey, yeah. you can't be having happened to you what happened to you last week now. Yeah, he, he got worn out. You got to represent for the borough. You got to represent for the south side. Yeah. Clay Cole, yeah, the you, right way. Yeah, in initiation games, he was the initiatee, not yeah, the initiator. <laughs> you don't want that yeah, to happen. Probably why he didn't return my text back. Uh, that he, he was in his feelings. Yeah, I had him on that boy bad last week as the recipient to the person that was actually on that boy bad. So he probably upset with me. Yeah, he wasn't on that boy bad. He was that bad boy. Wait, he left yeah. you on red? He left you on red? Yes, he yeah, did. He mm-hmm. yep. It happens sometimes, you know. We'll get I over guess, it. I, hopefully for his sake and the Lions sake, he'll get over it. <laughs> Because he don't. That's going to be a long, long day on Sunday afternoon <laughs> playing Tampa Bay. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry. We got another news regarding this guy about to play college football for the ninth year. I'm not making this up. And the maybe the worst baby shower ever. We'll explain why next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. I'm the pappy. <coughs> the Freddie and Harry Podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Thanks for being a part of it and allowing it to be a part of you. It is Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Don't forget NBA action happening tonight as the Minnesota Timberwolves, the team with the best record in the Western Conference. They will host the Memphis Grizzlies. It is presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 930 Eastern time on ESPN Radio 
and the ESPN app. Each and every night around this time, we always make sure that if you missed out on anything, it could be sports-related, it could be not sports related but it's always something good you need to find out about because we like to call it... They may not be the top stories of the day. In other news. But you need to be in the know. This is In Other News. You may not know the name Cam McCormick, but you should know this about Cam McCormick. He really loves staying in college to play college football. He said on Thursday, meaning today, that he is coming back for not one, not two, not a third, not a fourth, not a fifth, not a sixth, not a seventh, not an eighth, but a ninth season of college football. Excuse me. If you almost ran one more, that'd have been it. You'd have been you'd have been out of luck, Shannon Penn. But he's not out of luck. He's believed to have become the first person to win a ninth season to be granted by the NCAA. You're saying to yourself, self, how's this happening? We'll be glad to tell you. His career, meaning Cam McCormick, has been derailed multiple times by season ending injuries, which earned him a medical red shirt from the NCAA. And all players who participate in college athletics in twenty twenty they get another year of eligibility because of the pandemic. Now, he spent the first seven, seven of his college seasons at Oregon. He transferred to Miami for 2023, and he's going to keep playing in 2024. Now, precedent has been set by Jared Folks, who played at East, East Tennessee State. He was the first eighth-year player to be granted that eligibility by the NCAA when he played for that school in 2021. Now, there have been other athletes who had seven years of eligibility, including Isis Young. She was a women's basketball player who played for Florida, Fordham, Syracuse, Siena, over seven years. But she decided, you know, eight, eight may be enough. That's too much. But Cam McCormick has undergone six surgeries because of football injuries. He, did, he even missed most of his senior year in high school in 2015 because of an injury. He redshirted after enrolling in Oregon in 2016. He had played in all 13 Oregon's games in 2017, but over the next four years, he played in exactly three games in four years. He has caught passes from six different quarterbacks in college, including from Justin Herbert, who's been in the NFL for four years. He's also played for five different head coaches. So he gets one more year, Cam McCormick, as a ninth-year student athlete playing this year for the Hurricanes in Miami. Oh, uh, Freddie, we've all seen it, man. You got the old head on the yard who's yeah. on the super, super-duper senior play. Uh-huh. And, like, the old head just walking around. Like, man, back in my day, man, y'all lucky I got air conditioning because when I first started here, we didn't even have air conditioning. We didn't even have co-ed visitation. Y'all lucky. Y'all got it good. Y'all don't know how good y'all got it. When they go on road trips, does he get his own room? Because he's gone through two different senior campaigns plus one year. He's gone through two different four-year eligibility cycles plus one year. That's amazing. It was like, a, it was like the movie, what was it, Unnecessary Roughness? Yes. With Scott Bakula. Uh-huh. <laughs> we needs to party. He was definitely on the, on the, on the professional student plan. Yo, Cam, Cam McCormick is calling Chris Winky youngster. He really is. Absolutely well done by you. For those who know the Chris Winky story, just Google that and you'll say, this, uh, how old was he when he won the Heisman Trophy? It's like 26. Like 26, 27. Either way, he was collecting Social Security while winning the Heisman Trophy when he played for Florida State. After playing in the major minor league system in baseball for four years, then matriculated Florida State. He is definitely going to be the oldest winner to win the Heisman Trophy unless Cam McCormick catches 100 passes for Miami, and then he could be the oldest winner of the Heisman Trophy. 
in other news happening on Freddie and Harry with me, Freddie Coleman, on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. And now we have what has to be the worst baby shower ever. A New York City musician who shall remain nameless, Jetty Will, he recently hosted a joint baby shower for his five pregnant baby mamas. I wish I could say I'm making this up. But one of his partners, who also shall remain nameless, Lizzie Ashley, claimed on TikTok. Now, she revealed a startling achievement, if you want to use that word achievement, by showing off the party invitation, and it showed the shower being held in Queens, in New York, on January 14th. And all the moms-to-be, and Zeddy will pose for a joint photo on the invitation, which said, Welcome, little Zeddy Wills, one through five. Ashley even said, I guess we're sister wives now. And that's that TLC show in which follows the lives of a polygamous family. Now, Zeddy Will is 22 years of age. He's about to be a dad five times over. This has to be the worst baby shower ever. Zeddy Will, he got his own recruiting class. Like the whole he thing, really he does. took care of it in one year. I mean, that transfer portal is strong, apparently. <laughs> My God. You don't believe me? Just Google Zeddy Wills and prepare to say to yourself, what, what's going on here? Now, they have video of the party. It shows the moms dancing and eating together, enjoying one another's company. But plenty of people on TikTok were like, that's embarrassing. Not going to lie. Another one wrote, LMAO, that's gross. Another was in disbelief by saying, please tell me this is not real. Another said, the way you would never find me in a situation like this. Father's Day is going to be tremendous for him. When you got five baby mamas and you're not even thinking about marrying any one of them, but you hold a joint shower, a joint baby shower involving you, and your harem, because that's what it used to be called in the day. Now it's just called, that, that's my baby mama. 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 Who that is? Oh, that's just our baby daddy. Not mine, our. All right, Five. if I can put a positive spin on this, at least. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. At least they all showed up and seemed to be in good spirits. You know what I mean? Like, it's, but okay. I will say, it's all well and good now until uh-huh. the babies come. Uh-huh. And you're going to be fighting over child support uh, oh, and attention my. and all those other things. This has all the makings of being on Inside Edition, written all over it. I mean, five of them, baby mama shower, together. Father's Day is going to be tremendous. Yeah, I, get, I get the feeling this won't be the last time Zeddy's going to be in another news. Oh, God, no. If he's 22 years of age and he's got five different seedlings around, believe me, in, in three years will we have another baby shower for you involving him. Say it with me on three boys and girls. The more we know the less we understand. Amber and Ian, they come your way next. I guarantee you they will not be talking about the worst baby shower ever, but they're going to talk about Mike McCarthy staying on as Dallas Cowboys head coach and how Caleb Williams could be the number one pick in the draft by the Chicago Bears because of the move they're trying to make. This has been Freddie and Harry on the mighty ESPN Radio, the ESPN.com, and also the ESPN app. Take care. God bless as always. Yeah, well, you know. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.